everyone, and welcome to the Be Intentionally You podcast. I'm your host, Veronica Williams. I'm excited to be continuing this journey into something new. In these episodes, we'll be discussing everyday life principles from the Word of God that is needed to walk into your true identity and your purpose. I will not only be discussing my personal testimonies, I will have guest speakers who will be invited to share their wisdom as well as their testimonies. This will be a weekly podcast on Sundays. My hope is to help others who are walking through tough seasons and need some motivation. I will also be teaching on specific areas like health and wellness and marriage, but most importantly, to just encourage you in your everyday life. You can find me on all social media in the subscription box below. Also, I would like to add, please subscribe, rate, and comment on any of my weekly podcasts. Looking forward to our growing community and remember to be you on purpose. Be blessed. Well, hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Be Intentionally You podcast. I am your host, Veronica Williams. I pray that your day is going amazing. I pray that you had an amazing week. And I wanted to come in here and talk about something that have been on my spirit for about 10 days. And I know you have already seen the title of the podcast. And we're going to go ahead and get started. This is something I truly love to do. If you do not know who I am, please go back and check out my previous episodes. Listen to those. Definitely rate, comment, and subscribe. Share those because sharing is always caring. I know you guys listen to the preview. So I'm going to go ahead and jump on in here right now. My foundational scripture for today. I'm going to start it off in the, uh, let's just say here, we're going to start it off in the easy version. The easy version. Um, Proverbs 14 and 1. Okay. The wise woman builds her home, but the silly woman destroys her home with her own hands. That's the easy version. You all know that I love New King, New King James Version, so I'm going to read it there as well. The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. Okay, I'm going to read that one again in the NKJV. The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. I'm going to go over some revelations, and I'm going to just talk about what I believe this means to me in this because um even as a wife um and a mother but especially a wife and I notice I talk about so many different things on this podcast but I notice that in today's society and basically in the 21st century there is so much going on that people are leaving their marriages people are not understanding relationships people are stuck in identity um People are just lost and don't understand. And I feel that sometimes we as women, we're not even edifying. We're not encouraging. We're not educating. We're not teaching this younger generation regarding relationships, especially marriage. And I've noticed it's been so many people that I've met that have been in no shade because everything on my podcast is real. I'm going to be real no matter what. Um, but so many people are okay with just dating for 5, 6, 10, 15 years and going by the fact that this is a common law 
marriage and they feel that it's okay and they're stuck in these relationships when the man has no even desire to marry them. And that sort of upsets me because, like I said, many people don't understand, they don't know, and we come from so many different backgrounds where it seems like this is okay. And it's not. Um, I've been in, you know, even talking with my own uh, children, um, I've let them know as well, marriage is powerful. And when there is a husband and a wife that is in complete agreement and going in one direction, and they have so much power that Satan is, is, is afraid. He's pissed when there is unity because God loves unity. But I'm going to give you the but. So it's been almost 26 years, February the 22nd of this year, with the grace and the mercy of God. And I mean to say with the grace and mercy of God only, will it be 26 years? Um, At 25 years, I remember telling my husband or basically saying, okay, things have not worked out right. Um, it seemed like our life has just not been the way that I wanted it to be. I've seen all over the internet about kingdom marriages. God is about to open the you know, heaven for kingdom marriages and people are about to be blessed. And I'm huge on purpose. And um, I, I remember telling my husband, okay, so I'm going to back away and I'm going to let you lead. Isn't that something how we do that as women? I'm going to back away and I'm going to let you lead. And it has to be something in our genetics that make us feel as if we have to take control. And it's a lot of men that don't take control. It's a lot of men that are just quiet. That is their nature. And they don't really take control. They don't really lead. But we can tell by their homes. And even even in my home, you can tell when there is not a man because men are head. It doesn't really matter what anyone else says. A man is the head, is supposed to be the head of his household. So I remember saying like um, in 20, uh, 2013, I believe, I was searching for this thing called purpose. Even though I didn't know the word, I just knew that I wanted more. I knew that nursing wasn't all of what it was. And I had been stuck so many on so many th- things as far as making money, being a mom, being a wife, um, being a nurse trying to have a career and you tend to lose your own identity trying to find everything else or find everybody else or make everybody else happy, you tend to forget who you are. And I've did a lot of different talks with people. They'll call me and most of the time when they call me, they call me regarding relationships. And I'm like, well, heck, I'm trying to get mine in order. And in 2018, when I left my job, I remember so much seemed like it was out of order. And I kept saying 10-10. And I was like, what exactly did that mean for me? And I know that, you know, um, in John 10-10, it talks about um, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But uh, Jesus has come to give us life and give it more abundantly. And I'm like, okay, some things are not in order. What is this stuff that's not in order? And I just kept receiving the revelation that, it was time for my husband to leave. It was time for him to step up. And it wasn't the way that I wanted it to happen. It was like, okay, this is not the way that I want it to happen. To me, he was going a little bit slow. Um, and I, I, I was just frustrated. So 
I just kept trying to figure out what to do. And at the same time, we as moms and we as especially wives, we tend to want a man that's going to lead. We go on social media and we see these so-called happy marriages or so-called happy marriages that seem like they're so perfect on the outside, which probably have went through so much hell to get where they are. And I wanted to be honest. I said, we have failed some people. We have failed our younger generation. We have failed our siblings, our sisters who feel like it's okay to be dating these men for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And they have not even felt that they were worthy enough to put a ring on their finger. I think it's sad. I think it's sad that we as women have just sat down because we don't know who we are. So we just come in and then we want a man to treat us as a, as, as a woman or as a wife, yet we haven't even taken that title. So even even in my 25, almost 26 years of marriage, I'm still learning. I'm still learning God. I'm still learning this road. I'm still learning this. This is a transition. I'm still learning that this is transformation. I'm still learning that this is growth. I'm still trying to learn who I am. And most of the times when we get out of God's way, God will take control. And with me, at 25 years, I knew that I wanted something different. And I went to God and I said, God, the last 25 years of my marriage has not been nothing that I've asked. I didn't even ask you, is this my husband? I just went into it. And people get on social media and they're wondering like, wait a minute, you probably married the wrong guy. You probably married the wrong female. Well, you mean to tell me the word of God says, how can men figure out their steps when it is God who orders their you know, how can they figure out their life when it's God who orders their steps? The word of God is true, no matter what people say on social media. So I went back to God and I said, God, I'm going to ask you, Father, right now. I repented. I asked God to forgive me. And I said, God, you create, you restore, you heal, you redeem. And I'm asking you to make my marriage a kingdom marriage. And it started to, you know, things started to shake up and God was like really, really changing things. But I, I was, I was, I was loving it, but I was getting frustrated because it was removing me. It was allowing me to see the different circumstances that I was going through, that I was trying to take control of my husband. I was trying to tell him how to be a man. And I didn't feel that that was fair. He did say, Hey, babe, you talk to me sometimes as if I'm a child and you want me to be this. And I can't be the man that you keep listening to and try to be the man of our home. And I have to say that to, to, to the ladies that are listening today. I don't know if you're married or if you're desiring to be your wife or your career. And most time, I think that blocked us or blinded us because I've always been the bread breadwinner of my family. And, and sometimes um, men feel that, you know, some are OK with it. And some men really don't like the fact that a woman makes more money, uh, more money than them. And some are like intimidated by it. My husband, on, on the other hand, was OK. You know, bills were getting paid and things were OK. Um, he, he just loves to work. But I wanted him to be this mighty, mighty man of God. You know, I wanted him to worship like the ones in the church. I wanted him to, you know, hoopla and all this hollering, scream and stuff and praise the way I did and the way other men did. But God knew who, who he made him to be. God know who he made your husband to be. And if you're the powerful person, it may be that God is saying, I need you to just come in, to come to me and just pray. I need you to come to me to so or you strengthen him with your words because our words are life and death. We can build up someone by our words or we can tear them down. That's a podcast.
all by itself. You guys know that I'm big on the power of our words. Um, you can basically change and create your whole entire world by the words that we say. And I was ready to be out of this marriage. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest, and I believe that was a weak part of me looking for something that wasn't even there. Because sometimes we end up moving a little bit too fast instead of just letting God be God and let God work. I kept saying, God, you're God. And sometimes when God says, when you will lay this thing down and let me work, I would take control and I would maneuver and change and put things in position if you would just back away and let me do what I need to do. Many of us get on here and we're like, I want to be a Proverbs 31 wife. Well, absolutely not. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't. I want to be the wife that God has created me to be. And I, I don't even know 100% what a Proverbs 31 wife is. I want to be the wife that God has created me to be. I want to be the mother that God has created me to be. I want to be the CEO that God has created me to be. I want to be the boss that God has created me to be. I want to be the motivator that God has created me to be. I'm sorry that everybody out here is looking for their Boaz when they may be right in front of their face and they're not seeing him. They're not seeing him. But I wanted to just encourage you guys on today. And I know this is probably more or less of a, a husband and a wife type of thing, but it's really in you knowing who you are. And so many times, this is just you knowing who you are. That's why it's so much confusion going on in the world because we don't know who we are. Our identity is in Christ and we're yet saying that and we wake up every single day trying to figure out who we are. What's our next step? What's our purpose, God? What did you create me for? Because we really, truly don't know who we are. In our relationships, we don't know who we are. At our jobs, we don't know who we are. In this world, it seems like we don't know who we are. We go to church. We're excited. We hear an amazing word just to leave out, to still be broken and frustrated in your home. Something is not right. And I kept wanting to ask God. I kept asking what is it that I need? And I know that some of us, I think all of us, I think so many people need healing. And sometimes you have to walk through the door and get help yourself. You got to walk through the door and say, God, I need you to heal me. Even if it's in your closet, even if it's in your car, your bathroom, whatever that is, you say, God, I need you to create in me a clean heart. Restore God in me a clean heart, God. A steadfast spirit, God. I needed that because sometimes we may say something with our mouth and our heart is screaming something else. And I felt bad. And everything that my husband was saying was complete conviction, even though he doesn't, he, he's not a big time Bible scholar. And I think even as Christians, we do that. And we throw people under the bus when they're also on their journey as well. They're learning and they're growing and they're trying to know who God is and trying to know who they are. And they're trying to get in this relationship. Yet it's so many people that are Christians that are pushing them away to this man we call Jesus Christ. They don't, they don't want to serve the same God that many people serve that are call themselves Christians because we become very judgmental. And if we don't see them the way we want them to look in our eyes, instead of saying, God, allow me to see them the way you see them, we tend to say, hey, you're not good enough. And that is not God. 
So I started to say, God, allow me to see people the way you see them. But guess what? God is love. And every situation that we see is love. He's never going to show us something that's that's bad. He's going to allow us to, and if we see it bad, this is revelation what that blessed me this week. When I kept pointing fingers at my husband or my children or anyone else, my job, anything, I felt like God put a mirror in front of me and he wanted me to look at me. Because I don't remember exactly what Matthew 7 and 7, but I remember when I became a born again, like I rededicated my life to the Lord. And Matthew 7 and 7 stayed in my spirit for like a long time. And I'm like, why am I still stuck on? Not Matthew 7 and 7. Matthew uh, 7 and, um, Lord, it can start with one. Matthew 7 and 1. I just kept looking at that scripture and it talks about do not judge. And it says, why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye? And look, a plank is in your own eye. Jesus says, hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. He said, look at what you're seeing I need you to change your vision, change your view. You're looking from a perspective, from a worldly view. I want you to look from a heavenly view. And and that's what I started to notice, that God was showing me something totally different. And as as a wife, as a mom, all of that just completely blessed me because when I was, I've been reading a Proverbs every single day and that Proverbs hit me. And it says the wise woman, she builds her house. That means she's going to build her children. She's going to build her family. She's going to edify. She's going to encourage. She's going to make sure that there's food there. She's going to do whatever she can. She's going to, you know, teach and she's going to nurture. This is our, this is our nature as women. This is our design. And while we're waking up saying every single day that we want to look for purpose, God is saying, you are purpose. And the moment I stopped looking for purpose, I started living on purpose. That's why I was excited about the be intentionally you, because intentional means do something on purpose. Every single thing that God created, he created for a purpose. This chair that I'm sitting in right now, it was created for purpose. This desk that my stuff is sitting on, it was created for a purpose. You were created for a purpose, no matter what. And I think the moment we stop looking for it, we'll wake up every single day and start being it. God says to be. We keep trying to do things. I kept trying to work things. And sometimes God would allow us to keep working. And then we wonder why we're so frustrated. It's because we're trying to do things in our own strength, in our own timing. In the moment, and, and the, the enemy gets pissed. I remember putting a, pie, a post up that says something like about marriage. I've been putting up a, a quite a bit of post about marriage. And I remember talking to people that says the enemy stole my, you know, the enemy stole my marriage or the enemy stole my money. The enemy stole this and that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have to, I have to break it down. Everyone. 
The enemy doesn't care about money. He hates everybody. He hates everything. He doesn't care about your husband. He doesn't care about your wife. He don't care about your children. He don't care about your bank account. The enemy wants your soul. The devil wants your soul. He wants an empty vessel that does not know anything about the word of God. He wants an empty vessel that does not even know anything about the blood of Jesus. He wants an empty vessel that he can allow someone to come in to take over. And that's what we're seeing now with so much confusion and so much going on in this world because we're allowing him and we've given him the power to do that. And I just knew that in my home that I was not going to allow him. Why wake up and speak in tongues and pray and just decree and declare the blood of Jesus over your house and all this stuff. And, and then you got the enemy, the, the money gives in your home. That is not of God. And sometimes we allow that with our own mouth because we are tearing down the exact person that God has allowed us to be with. The person that God is saying, I need you to help them in this season. We never know why God allows certain people to be connected to us and we're quick to cut people off when God is the gardener. He does the cutting and he says for us to do the pruning. But we're quick to cut people off because they've done something to hurt us. They've done something to, to, to make us angry. And I always go back to unforgiveness because that is so powerful unforgiveness, unforgiveness will put you in a prison of bitterness and make you serve someone else's sentence. And this someone else could be someone that is dead and gone. And yet you haven't received the blessings that you need because you're so hurt. And I got tired of the fact of holding on to so much anger because my husband wasn't being who I wanted him to be. A mighty man that want to work that love people, that have made mistakes, yet God says, this is a new day and I've given you grace. If he can give you grace, then he can give someone else grace. But we as people tend to say, God is not going to give them the same grace he gave me today. God says, it's new. Your grace is new today. Your mercy is new today. He give us what we don't even deserve. And what we do deserve, he don't even allow us to even receive those things. But we're quick to judge. We're quick to try to make someone be who we want them to be. And then we're angry because they're not. We have to ask God to give us a new set of glasses, allow us to see out of a new set of eyes so that, God, we can see them the way that you see them. Because we know you make no mistakes we know that you created them in your image according to your word. That is what the word of God says in Genesis 1, I believe 27, 26 or 27. But God says he created men and women. He created them in his image. We're created in the image of God. We're created in his image. That means we have power, creative power. Creative power is, I'm sorry, I was looking for it. Genesis 1 and 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. That means that's power. And we're speaking down to the exact same power that God created. This is not of the Lord. 
So that's why I came on here today because, like I said, many of us as wives, we tend to destroy. We want these. I mean, especially, I'm, you know what? I'm actually glad. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because I'm glad that I actually did this podcast today after Thanksgiving because, I mean, I'm sorry. I said Thanksgiving after Valentine's. Forgive me. After You could tell I'm hungry. After Valentine's because it's everybody's like, oh, it's love in the air. It's love in the air. And, you know, they want to be somebody's Valentine. It was some people that were lonely. And then, you know, you got people that still get on social media, putting their flowers and their candy and their roses up here. And it's all about relationship. Like what happens after the flowers, the candy, the roses, the gifts? Like this should be every single day. I, I came up in a generation we was excited about every holiday and now it's like I don't really care about the holidays now I absolutely love Christmas and I love Thanksgiving but certain holidays like Easter you're not trying to I'm not trying to get out here and Easter egg hunt like I'm not going to do that stuff Valentine's no we're not fixing to go buy no candies and no chocolate bunnies and stuff like that we didn't do that it was about spending time it was about just really spending time with the one that you truly love and I think that that should be every single day you know, they decide they want to make it a holiday, then fine. You know, that's what they did. But I think it should be every single day. And I thank God that he allowed us to be able to see and for me to be convicted. For me to be convicted by the exact person who I didn't think even heard from, you know, he don't hear from God what I hear from God. And that's what we do. We tend to push people down while they're trying to grow. While they're trying to grow. And he says to me, he said, you're the reason why I talk to God as bad as I do. You're the reason why I have a relationship with God because I see what God does in you. And then that just had me in tears because I'm like, I could be pushing people away because of a judgmental spirit. Because, and that's what we do as Christians sometimes. And it's not of God. We need people to grow. We need people to go through things and to grow and to know the God that we serve. So I thank God for the conviction. But I wanted to know my, and and after all of that, I said, God, what is my place? Whatever your relationship is, I don't care what type of relationship you have. I don't care if you got a boyfriend, girlfriend, I don't care. I don't care. But whatever your relationship is, the first thing you need to do is ask God, who are you? What did he create you for? Because like I said, a lot of us are blind and we don't know. And we're stuck in these relationships and we don't know. But as 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 a wife, I had to ask God about my position, about my place. I had to be put back in my place. I had to know what it means to be a wife because I knew that I asked God at my 25 years, I said, God, the second half of my life would be the best half of my life, but I didn't want to fail in this thing called marriage because we know that you love unity and the enemy wants division. And I couldn't give him what he wanted. I wanted so much more. I wanted so much more. You guys got to really want so much more. Um, your marriages, you have to be able to go to God. And I said that the moment, I, the best thing I could have did, the moment is I, I started praying because I didn't want to take my complaints to God. I think God covers his ears up. He don't listen to no complaints. I believe God hears our prayers. The prayers of the righteous avail us much. And I went to God and I said, God, this is who you created. And even if we didn't get together the way that we probably should have, because everybody's talking about purpose marriages and all this kingdom marriages, God, 
You didn't make any mistakes. And I know that what you're doing right now can turn into a kingdom marriage. So I'm asking you, God, to help both of us, to heal both of us, to redeem both of us, to restore both of us, to do something new right now. If you want your marriage to be powerful, to be purposeful, to be on purpose so that you can be able to encourage people who come behind you who are ready for divorce, people who need counseling, people who need just help, people who need a word, then you need to be able to say, God, I lay this thing down at your feet and I trust that what I've tried to build up, you will allow to be shaken up, God, for you to stir something up to make something so much better. That's what I pray for because I want my house to be a house a safe haven for the Holy Spirit, not just my temple, but my home. And I've and I've been praying for ownership of a home for so long, for so long, until the other day I said, God, I don't even want a home. I don't even want a house. Allow this thing, which is between me and my husband, to be a home before you give us the house that you want to give us. Because there's people who have really big old houses and ain't no love whatsoever in their house. That's the case. I'll stay in an apartment until, God, you're ready to move us further because I know we're going to own. But I want to be able to say, this is of God. This relationship is of God. And whatever is happening is of God. So don't run away when things tend to get hard. Don't run away when things tend to get tough. Go in, in a place and just talk to God as, as if you're talking to a person right next to you. Like I said before, and I always say, it's about relationship. It's not about religion. It's about going to God and talking to him in a relationship. That's what God wants. He wants your marriage to make it. He wants you to be strong. He wants you to know your position as a, as a wife. And I'm speaking to more women because that's where I'm coming from. But he wants you to know who you are. Even if it is getting people that can you know, encourage you getting in a group. Uh, I just built this group, uh, be intentionally you on it's, it's a private group on Facebook. Uh, so that it's a women empowerment group. It's a community where we can help uplift each other. Even the ones that are wanting to even desiring to be married, the ones that are married, the ones that's going through struggles in their relationship. It does not matter because we never know what God can do. And if we come together as one in unity, we never know what God can do. So, I pray nothing but blessings upon your marriage. I pray that the grace and the mercy upon God would just would just be upon you in this day and that he will grow something and multiply something in your relationship. That's what I pray for. And that he would strengthen you and allow you to know who you are in him. And that he will open your eyes so that you can see clearly instead of this worldly view, you will be able to see from, from a perspective, from a heavenly realm. That's what I pray for. I pray that you have a phenomenal week. I'm going to try to get off of here before my 30 minutes is up. And um, please, again, I would ask that you rate, comment, and subscribe. And go back and study Proverbs 14 and 1. Study Proverbs every single month. One Proverbs every single day. Study Proverbs. It is the book of wisdom. And you never know what God would do. All right, guys. Be blessed. Bye.